Hello, all my lovely teacher friends. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach, and welcome to confession number 55, where we're going to explore the communication skills from grades one to six. So in this episode, I'm going against the norm and choosing a different ATL than the early years. It spoke to me as an upper elementary teacher. I felt like this was more applicable. And one of the things I struggled the most with my students was getting them to analyze and interpret information and connect to their own lives. This was so challenging because they just couldn't see it. No matter way that, you know, I would try to present it. And so this is a difficult thing for most adults to do, to apply meaning to arbitrary images and and other types of um, texts out there. So imagine an eight-year-old trying to do this, right? So when I think of communication skills, I naturally see learners trying to make meaning of what is being presented to them. And at this age, you know, they're just trying to determine if the message is clear. And usually, you know, there's going to be misconceptions that come along the way because they're having all of these messages come to them and they're trying to interpret them and figure out a response. And this is why learning how to communicate and deciphering the message of communication is so important. So just a reminder that there are many things that we as educators can do to set the stage for communication to happen in our rooms. And here's just a few suggestions from the IB that I think really resonate with me. So plan opportunities for students to practice and apply these skills in meaningful context. That makes sense, right? How are we doing um, and incorporating language development and communications you know, styles and strategies within the context of the unit of inquiry. Are we going to provide time for students to plan and prepare communication activities? This right here, that's a huge one. How are we giving them ownership of the, of the system and the process of developing their communication style? Encourage students to consider potential challenges and opportunities arising from shared ideas. So this is like you present one item to be considered and there's multiple perspectives on how it can be, you know, received based on personal experiences and life. Encourage physical cues. So that's going to be that nonverbal. How are we going to know those physical cues that people exude by um, utilizing their body language? Encourage communication using different languages. Now you're incorporating different languages within the context of your learning situation and trying to build from the bridge between home and school. Ask open-ended questions, because that right there is going to require a deeper response. Put thinking ahead of knowing, and I think that is so important when developing communication, because there's so many kiddos that struggle with the knowing of how to use different structures and contexts, but they have a lot of thinking going on in their heads. So how can we extract it? Have informal conversations that have nothing to do with academics, right? We want them to feel comfortable sharing and collaborating and doing. 
and encourage students to explore a variety of perspectives and modalities. Because this right here is going to shape their understanding of the world, right? And that can only happen by communicating with others. And now let's zoom into one of those sub-skills that we keep looking at about communication and how we can possibly apply it. Now I'm gonna warn you, this is where my growth as an educator is. I thought communication was going to be easy peasy. And I have found that it's been the most challenging ATL for me because it goes to the root of a lot of basic practices that I just naturally do and don't think about. And you might be like me of, oh, I hadn't considered that before. So this is part of a journey. No one's perfect because that's why we need our community to collaborate. So if you have some ideas that I haven't even touched on and it sparks, please post them on my Twitter at ThinkChat2020 or on my LinkedIn at Luke Gerlach to share with our school, you know, our school and world community about how can we expand this understanding. Perfect. So now we're going to zoom into the subscale of interpreting. Now there's different criteria of what interpreting can look like. And so we're going to examine them and then do some practical application. So one thing that the IB suggests is interpret visual, audio, and oral communication, recognizing and creating signs, interpreting, and using symbols and sounds. That And the first thing that came to my mind was sound-symbol relationship. But think about it, friends. That's the foundation of all communication. And so when I was thinking about this task, you know, man, it requires a lot of scaffolding on the part of us as the leader of the learning for our students to understand the meaning and symbolism of text and sounds. It's about presenting the same type of information over again in a non-rote way that will help students to grasp these concepts. You know, we usually think about sound simple relationship with beginning readers and often focus on other areas, you know, like comprehension and application. And, you know, in first grade, we'll be looking at fluency, even in second grade, right? We're trying to build up those skills. But I've often been fascinated by a child who's in third grade that doesn't know how to read. It's because once they got to a certain stage past kindergarten or even past first grade, it's assumed, well, they either have it or they don't. And so these children are lost. And could it be that they were this close, just so close to understanding, but teachers thought, well, you're old enough to know how to read or you should know how to read. So they stopped the support. And I don't understand that process. And we're all in different contexts who are engaging in this experience. But I can only speak of various contexts I've been in. I don't know. So what do you think? Um, what are some ways that we can get out of this situation and help our learners to grow? Um, I'd be really interested in your expertise. So the next way with thinking about communication, um, understand the ways in which images and language interact to convey ideas. That right there is understanding context, right? 
And I've always loved using images and audio, video, and personal experiences even to convey a message to my students. I suggest um, these things because it's how I learn best. Isn't that interesting, right? How we learn best is how we share it with others. And, and that's not uncommon, right? And I think it's so beautiful about the process in acquiring meaning because our understanding of an experience is going to be so contrastedly different than our students based on their life experience and their level of exposure and schema to the world. And <clears throat> I find that process fascinating because some, you know, I've done so many lessons where I'm using some sort of media to convey something thought-provoking and deep, and it became flat for my students. I'm like, how can you not be crying right now? And it's because they have no context. And so other way, other times, I've shown something that was just so simple, and they're just bawling their eyes out. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Why are they crying? <laughs> and so this is the power of showing a vast amount over the whole school year of options so that they can find ways to connect and then be able to communicate what that means to them and provide by providing these visual cues we're able to sh help them shape meaning of language right and i just love watching this process come to life my favorite part as a classroom teacher was having those light bulbs turn on, right? And those aha moments of, oh, so that's what that is. And then students furiously trying to find words to express themselves because they finally got it. That is just so beautiful to me. And this is how we shape that understanding of the world and recognizing also the importance through media of bias, of power, and control. And when we do that, now we've armed them with knowledge that's going to help them make more informed choices and be able to weed out the bad types of communication that will forever come their way, especially with social media. So now let's go on to the next one, which is recognize the meaning of kinesthetic communication, which means body language. So body language is equally perplexing at times. I can recognize the typical, you know, glazed over look if the concept is too big, whether in students or whether in adults. And, you know, people cross their arms, they have their heads down. Um, that's also equally recognizable. But what's more difficult is when a child is looking at you and they look interested, but they have no clue what's going on, but they don't want to look like they don't know. That's a lot harder. So I think learners can easily recognize when their teacher or peers are disgruntled um, or disconnected, right? But what's really interesting, I think this, if this is a difficulty for us, it's going to be a difficulty for them of understanding those social contexts uh, and the different types of 
body language and what they might mean. And there are going to be times we inadvertently offend each other or hurt feelings or have some miscommunication because of misreading that body language. And I think it's so important and I don't really see it as much as I'd like being taught because that is so vital to understanding how we communicate with each other and what do we do to share, you know, to, because it's about misunderstanding. If someone's saying I'm fine, but they've got their arms crossed that's sending a miss message, right? And kids are often confused by that. So if we teach them what that is, it's going to be easier for them to deal with relationships with each other and also with us. So the last one is be aware of cultural differences when providing and interpreting communication. This is where open-mindedness just comes to life because when culture enters the picture, we need to be highly aware of our differences and similarities and respect them and be careful that we don't, you know, violate any types of norms or, or means of communication because culture shapes how, you know, we perceive the world. And what's really interesting is that, um, when I'm thinking about culture, that just to me takes it to a whole nother level. And naturally we want to teach our learners how to recognize these differences and interpret the meaning. But with culture, man, the subtext of the subtext is there, right? So sometimes we're not fully able to understand how to receive messages um, because culture is into play. So the only thing we can do is craft our message that reflects cultural sensitivity and a neutrality. That's it, friends. That's all I can think of. If you have some other ideas, let me know. Because... I think that's ultimately it is just, you know, kind of like our conversation we had about cultural norms that goes to also with cultural communication that we just have to be cognizant that we're different and that it's not a one size fits all. And when we're an educator, children from different backgrounds and we are of one culture, we have to recognize that the way we communicate might offend, might misconstrue, might build misconceptions. So just be mindful of that. Now, my friends, this episode has really stretched me because these are hard to do. And as an adult, it's been difficult to read into the context of communication exchange correctly. We often misread the message, which leads to a lot of confusion, right? And it's a mess. But imagine being a young child navigating this landscape. <laughs> you remember when you were a kid? Or maybe block that out. <laughs> All we can do is consistently support this development and hope it sticks. I'm also a struggling PYP educator trying to grasp it all. So we're in this together, my friends. And hopefully um, some of the ideas stuck and that you try them out. That's all we can do. Have a wonderful day.